This is a production of NTEU Chapter 49, representing most IRS employees in the state of Indiana. My name is Larry Lannon. I am a volunteer for Chapter 49 and a retiree. This is our weekly podcast to update members of NTU Chapter 49 and anyone else who uh, cares to, to tune in and listen uh, to our podcast. If you listen to our podcast and think it might be of uh, use to someone else, please be uh, feel free to send the link or just make people aware of it. You can find it at our, uh, our uh, Facebook page, which is NTEU Chapter 49, Indiana. We put a number of updates there, and we always put a link to our podcast there as well. Uh, we have Duncan Giles with us, Chapter President for Chapter 49. So, Duncan, welcome once again. Uh, uh, summer is upon us, and COVID is still with us. And it's Happy Tax Day, Larry. It is Tax Day. Happy? I don't know if I want to go that far. <laughs> I don't know about you. How many friends of yours have contacted you because they have not received their refund after filing a paper return? Uh, several. Too many. And it's it's like I've told them I don't have it in my desk drawer. I don't know what to tell you. There are millions of pieces of paper at the service centers. They're trying to go through those as fast as they can, but it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's just a matter of people not being at work. They had to vacate the premises, and this is not something you can do uh, remotely as far as processing those paper returns. The people who filed electronically, they, they got their refunds uh, weeks ago, months ago in some cases. But uh, if you've got a paper return waiting, uh, wait a little longer. It's... Uh, it's it's going to be one of those uh, one of those years as far as getting your refunds concerned. Let's move on to talk about uh, some other things. I want to ask you this, and we mentioned COVID. A lot of people have not yet returned to the office. A lot of IRS offices are either just totally desolate, or very very few people are working there. Minton Capehart Building, where uh, you are. Situated as one of those buildings, there are several IRS buildings all throughout the nation and Indiana that way. But uh, I want to ask you a question that people may be dealing with once they do return to their offices at some point. That has to do with cleaning. Because IRS has a responsibility to clean the premises to make sure you have a clean working environment in what are called common areas. So I guess the question I would ask you as people begin to uh, return to their offices uh, from working totally remotely. Where does the IRS responsibility for cleaning begin and end, and when does the responsibility for an employee cleaning their own work area begin? That's a great question, Larry. And like you said, there's a lot of confusion going on around that across the country where people are showing up. What it boils down to is that when it's contracted, when cleaning is contracted, doesn't matter you know how big or small the office is, whether it's in a federal building or lease building, what the understanding is, is the, they clean the common areas. They may come in with a vacuum and vacuum in your cubicle, but they won't come in, wipe down your cubicle, dust it, or anything like that. The only exception for COVID is if they do something like um, spray an entire office, they'll make sure to get the cubicles, but that was early on in the process and they do that uh, much more targeted now. So when an employee shows up, their desk is probably going to have uh, not just, you know, 
COVID may not be the biggest worry. If they're allergic to dust or have allergies, that could be an issue because there could be quite a bit there. The uh, service is supposed to, big quotes there, supposed to supply uh, cleaning materials, including, you know, paper towels, uh, possibly antibacterial wipes, um, solution, spray solutions to make sure that you can clean your cubicle once you do go back to your office. If you don't have that access to that, you need to put in a ticket because every employee should be able to get that to clean their own cubicle up. If I understand the rules correctly, your general area is yours, your desk is yours. Uh, just uh, make sure that uh, you uh, talk to your manager and figure out where all of the uh, cleaning supplies are supposed to be. And uh, would you recommend people bring along just as kind of a backup their own or just wait and see what the service does? What, what do you think people should do? Uh, I'm always in the be prepared club. I, I, I wouldn't hold my breath for the service to do everything correctly. It's they're trying. I will say this. I, I have talked to folks in the FMSS organization and they are trying, but between shortage of supplies, trying to hit every post of duty, they may not get there. So I would advise people, if you have some of your own that you can bring in, at least for that first time for the initial cleaning, I would do so. And then be prepared to, uh, you know, anything you want to do in regards to cleaning your cubicle area to do that yourself in the future. I believe we've had, we were trying to get a guest on. We were having some technical difficulties. Zoe, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Thank you. We had some technical uh, difficulties there. But, it was uh, on my head, too. I'm oh, sorry. Well, I'm going to put my headphones on. Just give me a second. I've uh, I've had plenty of uh, snafus that are my fault. So <laughs> when it comes to Zoom, I, I learn every day. Our guest today is our uh, the treasurer for Chapter 49, Zoe Olge, who works out of the Merrillville office as a revenue agent. Are you there, Zoe? I am. Can you hear me? I hear you just great, and I thank you oh, for joining excellent. us. It was uh, yeah, we tried to hook you up, and we had some time limitations here, so we just went ahead and started. But uh, it's I good. know. I apologize. I had to have my son. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay for me here. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen. I I, I pre, I'm really glad you were able to join us, and uh, D- Duncan and I have already started the podcast. Uh, so we're well, I've got a few issues to talk to him about later, but let's now that we have you in here. First, welcome uh, for well, thank you uh, for being willing uh, to to join us. I'll, I'll just ask the first question of you uh, because I uh, I am still a member of Chapter Forty Nine, even though I am a retiree, and I just received my NTEU Chapter Forty Nine mask today. Excellent. Thank you. I, I sent a picture of it with uh, me wearing one to Duncan Giles. I, I, I didn't make, mean to make it so big, but somehow the <laughs> the uh, the um, yeah, it was life size. It didn't match up exactly the way I wanted on the email. But uh, t- uh, so if people have should be receiving it if they haven't already, kind of sort of explain the whole situation. I know it had to have been a lot of work to to be mailing out this these masks or two masks in each envelope and. Uh, and it must have been all of heart. Who all was involved in uh, getting all of those uh, uh, masks mailed out? I can thank my uh, son and daughter for that. I put a few labels on, but for the most part, it was my son and daughter. Up I think late you, Sunday you, night. You owe them big time, Zoe. 
Oh, I do. <laughs> uh, the chapter, the the uh, treasurer has mentioned that they probably should receive some compensation. So uh, we agreed that there will be some compensation because well, that is not a fun job. Oh no, it's it, it's it's surprising. You wouldn't think it would take that long, but it's a very time intensive just to stuff envelopes and then to seal them. <laughs> I was going to think the the number of members that uh, Chapter Forty Nine has that takes a well, while. Just putting a label on, sticking them in an envelope, yeah, that takes time. Yes. So uh, yeah, and then make sure that they go through the mail. You know, I I took, went to the post office Friday. Okay, can this go through like this? And you know, and then how? You know, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. price was easy. It was just making sure that the, how you saw how it came. I'm like, yes. will this go through? <laughs> and like, it, no, that was I, my big worry. Because <laughs> you don't want them all coming back to you. That's for sure. Exactly. Uh, so I'm but, glad they went through because all the, they said, just tell them can't go through the machine. And I mean, the post office was wonderful about it. It, it all worked out. So. And mine uh, fit just perfectly for me. I hope that's true with everyone. And it has the Chapter Forty Nine logo on the front, yes. so it's uh, it's good for uh, for being uh, it's good for wearing it at the office. And your manager, as you're talking to your manager, has to stare at the Chapter Forty Nine logo while talking. Exactly. <laughs> or to wear into your post office too. It works good. Oh man! <laughs> and they're very oh. breathable. I don't know if people have have luck with the mask, but some are can be very difficult to wear, I find. The uh, disposable masks, I've worn them, and they can be difficult after a while. I, I, I really do agree with you. I think the, the cloth masks, when done well, and this one is, is done well, uh, boy, that's a, that's a great mask. You know, I, yeah. was, I just was, saw something today that if, uh, if you are a, um, a contractor working uh, with Indiana University, they are requiring you not just to wear a mask while you're on the campus. It must be a cloth mask. Wow. So disposable masks are not good enough. So that's a I hadn't seen that before. So I am uh, neither. Well, they specify what kind of mask you wear. Yeah, cloth rather than the disposable paper kind. Duncan, I'm going to let you ask the next question of Zoe. Um, so basically I would like you, if you could, to uh, say a little bit about where the chapter's finances are, what kind of financial shape we're in, um, You know, some of the thinking that went into why the board was able to go ahead and purchase these masks for everyone, which between the cost of the mask and the um, mailing is not an inexpensive venture. No. And then finding a ma- you know, a producer that's a union uh, within state union, not within Indiana, but United States, you know, union made mask, you know, so I think, I think between you and Kathy, <laughs> found that um uh finances were in good shape you know we get our our dues so i mean and they are good put to good use um and that's one of the reasons you know we haven't done something for our members for a while so we thought it'd be a good idea just to get um a little token of appreciation out to our to our members let them know we're thinking of them you know (laughs) because i don't know about the rest of you but you're all sitting here at home and other than Skype, maybe you don't have much contact with your coworkers. And so, if, right. I, if I can jump in here, Zoe, because uh, you, you brought up something I was going to mention, because you are a revenue agent up in the northwest part of Indiana. Your POD is Merrillville. Uh, I assume you haven't been to the office uh, since March at the year. Oh, I have. I've gotten permission to go in once. Oh, you haven't in one time. Okay. I did. Oh, I did because I. 
I had a short statue and I had some of the records still sitting in the office because who knew we were going to be sitting home. Well, that's as, as long good as, as we did. That's as good as. I'm sorry. We had to go get permission to go in and I briefly went in, got what I needed and zipped right on out and came back home. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there, there's no legal uh, extension of the statute for COVID-19, right? No, exactly. <laughs> so, well, I, I can understand why you got permission, but for the most part, you've been at home. Uh, working from home as a revenue agent, tell me what that has been like. I know I've, I've received a variety of responses when I ask IRS people this, uh, whether they be revenue agents, revenue officers, uh, people who are accustomed to working in the field a good part of their day or week, I should say. Uh, tell me what it's been like for you. Tedious. <laughs> you never get away from work. That's something. Yeah, tedious is it, a word I hadn't word uh, used for. Explain what you mean by that. It's, you just limited space is the work you're doing is just it's, it's hard to explain it's just very um trying to get things done you do your you can't do your work normally so you're having to think outside the box how to get certain things done how to, how to get taxpayers to get their records to you how you know with security you know making sure that everything's secure that you know because it's all pii information so you don't want it anything to get in the wrong hands and is it but you're just at you're at home it's like the other day i was just it was 10 o'clock at night i'm like oh my god i forgot to put my setter in <laughs> so i ran to my computer oh, and unfortunately no. yeah unfortunately i'm like oh it's there i can just go do it now as opposed to you know that you don't get away from work sometimes. Well, so get, you, getting paid's a high priority. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so getting your setter in, that's your payroll. Yeah, I you know, we have to do that. it daily, and it's one of those, you know, they want it daily, so I'm going to do it daily. I'm okay. not going to give them a week ahead of time. <laughs> I do it every day. <laughs> Okay, Duncan. Unless it's Thursday, then we have to do it the Friday. Then. Oh yeah, we've heard, we've <laughs> talked. Duncan and I have talked about that. So, Duncan, I'm going to throw this to you. Yeah. And what have you heard from other RAs, either in your group or that you know about how they're coping and what they're seeing down the road as to what their kind of work they're going to be able to do? Uh, that's a good question. We don't. I mean, you know, they kept saying they want you to do Because we just got an email from our manager the other day where they're talking. Things are going to go more virtual for a while here. And I'm like, but they don't know how we're going to do that. And so, you know, they're telling us what to do, but they're not telling us how to do it. <laughs> and so that's and the hard that part. Be, yeah, that could be a possibility of that they're not sure themselves. No. But, you know, I doing the kind of audits I do, it's a lot of things don't lend themselves to, to being virtual. It's, and it's, it's a big burden on the taxpayer to sit there and try to either scan or, you know, provide those records to you. If so, your taxpayers are there. Ex well, exactly. And have access to their records or their POAs. Exactly. I mean, there, there's so many variables in there. And, you know, since today's filing, you know, the due, due date, you know, I, a couple of the guys was like, oh, I, I better not call these accountants today because they're probably a little busy right now. They don't like to be called on ta tax day. So or <laughs> I keep forgetting that this is tax day. Or, well, October is the new tax day, really. I mean, so many of these uh, POAs, uh, powers of attorney, they're, they're going to uh, almost uh, on any complicated case, their problem or client, they're more than likely got an extension in. Is that not true? I would think so, though I, when I've talked to some, they 
like one today as they were pretty busy. Okay. Or, you know, I think because just because it's filing season, just, everyone just kicked the can down the road. And, you know, it's like the rest of us, the, even the taxpayers, kicked the can down the road. Well, I have to July 15th now to file that tax return. And then here it is, July 15th. Uh, are you actually, uh, let me ask it a different way here. Do, do you miss going out of the field and talking to the taxpayers and their representatives? Or is yes, this where I do. You really do. Tell me about that. Yeah, I enjoy that part of the job. People might think me weird, but that's the part I enjoy is going out and meeting individuals or, you know, businesses, different accountants. And just you meet a wide, wide, wide range of people. And it's just is the job lends itself to be out in the field to do the job because then you you're right there if they one piece of paper's missing they can just go get it you know it's the records are you go where the records are and it's very easy you know when you're having to look at records and then go oh I have additional question now I have to call them I gonna you know then you start playing phone tag you know and things like that now so when you're at the field they're right there you usually get things resolved a little bit quicker. But I, yeah, Duncan touched on this. I wonder how many of your uh, the, the the people you're auditing and and uh, how many of them are even in the office or would be available if you went there. Um, now, like in the beginning, a lot of the accountants they don't they didn't want you. Um, you know, well, they, they don't they want you like, on a good day. So <laughs> yeah, what's that? Okay, Duncan, I, I tried to be nice. You know, you get extended this job, so <laughs> they don't want me there to begin with, but. Uh, during that, they they weren't even letting anybody into their office. A lot of accountants would, I talked to, other agents were talking to, they weren't letting people, you know, their contact with the outside and how they handled it was very limited. So, I, and I think it still is. So. Uh, okay, I want to broach something with Duncan, and I very much want to get your, your take on this too, so... But, Duncan, you shared something with me that I thought was interesting. The Centers for Disease Control have actually sent out guidance on how to wear a cloth face covering. What did you glean from that? That I can't believe some of the things that pop up on our frequently asked questions about COVID. Um that literally came from, you know, that was an update just today on from the IR source that, you know, said, okay, how to wear a cloth mask. And, of course, I had to click on it to find out. And, you know, basically it was an explanation from the CDC. So I think that they want to, uh, in seriousness, I think they want to assure that everyone that is coming into work is wearing the mask properly. As we see, there are way too many people out there, uh, not in the service necessarily, but in public, who, okay, well, I'll wear a mask, but I'll wear it below my nose. It won't cover my nose. Sometimes I'll put it on their chin so it doesn't cover their their mouth or their nose. Uh, I don't know if that's their form of civil disobedience or what, but uh, I think this is the service's way of saying, okay, we are going to tell you exactly how you should wear a cloth mask. 
Yeah, and Zoe, I, here's the thing with me. I mean, if you wear that NTEU Chapter 49 mask, it will cover your face and nose rather comfortably. Now, I've used some cloth, not cloth, but uh, paper mask, a disposable type, and, and it's been very difficult for me, especially wearing glasses, to keep everything in the right place without fogging up my glasses. So uh, Exactly. Uh, you know, I think some people uh, just don't know how to wear that mask. Have you been out in public much where you go to the grocery or just shopping and wear the mask? Do what do you, what do you see with people? Are they wearing it right or incorrectly? Is that for Zoe? Uh, yeah, Zoe, are you listening? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I, 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 I wanted to get, know, get you involved it's, here. It's half and half. When I, like when I went to the post office yesterday, I'd say about 50% had their mask on. I have to admit, sometimes when I go to the store, I'm not always wearing a mask. <laughs> but it's not required here in, in northwest Indiana. At least they haven't. No, that's probably going to change, but, you know, I think what Marion County is the only one I know in Indiana that was requiring it. Yes, that is correct, and uh, the, some uh, some retail establishments are requiring it, which they, they yeah. are allowed to do legally. Costco is one good example. There's some, I think some others have... Uh, yeah, I think Menards, too. Walmart, as of next week, will be requiring masks for their yeah. customers. That just, came okay. out the, that just came out here today, the day we're recording this. So, uh, and yeah. they're going to have specially trained people in black shirts at the uh, front of the stores to explain that to customers. So they brought the greet. They brought the greeters back. I'm not sure if it's going to be a greeter. Uh, I'm looking for some uh, pay-per-view uh, demand partners. I think there could be some classic video coming up. So just keep your phone handy as you walk around the store. Is what you're saying. I got it exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, one other aspect of this. Let me stay with Zoe on this one. If you can answer this, uh, once employees go back to the office they will be required to wear face coverings of course their our members will have their their two masks that we have provided for them which is a a very effective face covering uh, type thing do you think you'll find some people who are militant about not wearing a mask or do you think irs employees will fall in line and uh, and follow the the orders for, from the management on this that's a good question. You know, fortunately, right now I'm in a small POD, so it's whether, you know, certain days, even before COVID, you could have maybe four or five people in the office, you know, but that's not counting CI or walk-ins. So, you know, social distancing is pretty easy, but requiring it, you know, that's a good question. I think if you're sitting at your desk, people are going to take them off and then I think you're going to forget to put them on. I know <laughs> I have to run to the bathroom. Oh, I got to put my mask on. You know, it's not going to be automatic, but I don't see us going in the office. I don't know. I'm just curious when, because I don't see it in the near future, the way communication has been coming out lately. Well, you know, Duncan, you've been on that communication link as well. So I guess, number one, do you think when people go back to the office, they will uh, wear their masks? And I think Zoe's uh, observation is, is worth a comment too. Uh, do you think there will be a near future office where people will actually go back and work? Um, I do not believe so in the near future. Um, what the near future is defined as, I couldn't tell you. I can say that I'm just now taking a look at uh, an email while we're doing this podcast. Uh, and they were talking about uh, things like uh, NRP and RAS exams are face-to-face for the most part. 
And they've now come out with guidance saying that they do want to do the majority of those examination via correspondence instead of face-to-face. So the IRS is still leaning towards uh, employee safety, which is exactly what they should be doing. And, you know, wearing a mask in the office and when to wear it, if you're in a cubicle that has walls in between you and the next person, you're fine taking it off. It's just a matter of getting it in the habit. Whenever I get up to go outside of my office, which is rare, except for, you know, going to the bathroom a couple of times a day, I, you know, grab my mask, put it on. When I come back in the office, I take it off. That's just one of those things that everybody's going to have to get in the habit of for probably quite a long time. Uh, we're running out of time, but Duncan, I want you to comment on this because I know there's been some discussion at the national level between union and management on the high-risk employees who are on uh, weather and safety leave and their self-certification. NTU has been pre- uh, presenting examples of managers who are pressuring their people to come in, even if they've self-certified themselves at high risk. And as best I can tell, uh, once specific examples are presented to the management at the national level, it, it, it's taken care of at that point. Uh, what are things like in Indiana, as far as you know? Is there any, are there any problems like that? Uh, there have been a few issues um, that have come up where employees contact me saying that their manager is either asking for more details on why they're saying they're high risk or even better, arguing with them about the particulars of their condition being high risk or not. And my response to that is always the same. I say, tell your uh, manager, Dr. X, to call me Dr. Giles so we can have a medical consultation over what the hell they can't say. And I'll be more than happy to tell them, all you need to do is self-certify that you're high risk. And that has not changed as of this date and when it will change and when the service will want more documentation, we're unsure of. I think that will come down the road. But as of right now, if somebody is self-certifying that they are high risk, that should be enough. And Zoe, have you had many questions from the people uh, that you work with on this issue? No, I haven't. I No, I, I have. No one has contacted me as far as having an issue within Maryville. Well, that's good news. That's yep. very, that is very good news to hear. Maybe we have reasonable managers. Ha, ha, ha. So. Well, I would hope that's the case, but I will not oh. uh, go any further than yeah, that. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> yes, Duncan always talks about the years that I worked. I, I was a manager as the, my years in the dark side. So uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we're about out of time. Uh, Zoe, I just want to ask you, any comments you'd like to make, I mean, about being treasurer, a union rep, your work with the union, the, anything you'd like to, to say to, to people all who are listening to this podcast? Um, let's see, I just, I, I've always been a big believer in the union. It has done much. I don't think people realize how things used to be. Um, for awards, for example, I mean, I was once told by upper management, a group of us were told, your paycheck was for a job well done, so you shouldn't be expecting awards. This is before, you know, there were the mandatory awards that NTU fought for. So (laughs) there's a reason why certain things have happened, and I'm a firm believer in that. Um, As far as the mass, if anyone hasn't gotten anything, hasn't gotten theirs, um, 
you can zip me off a, a email with if you don't have a we don't have your current address that you, we do you do need to update with us. Um, otherwise, um, just hang in there. I guess one day <laughs> things will go. I don't know what normal will be back to, but one day we might get there. Yeah, it, this is going to be a slow process, you know. Yes. Uh, Any. Um, I guess there are a couple other questions. We're running out of time. I guess I will ask you one quick question. Just make it a quick answer. Okay. Um, being near Illinois, which has had a bigger COVID nineteen issues, particularly Chicago, you're very close geographically to an area with a problem. Indiana, as a whole, has seen an uptick, but we're nowhere near the states that are in big trouble. Um, does that make uh, you and your coworkers just be more careful, or what? What is the attitude in that area of the state about? about the COVID-19, how careful people need to be. It, it does, especially being where we're at. I mean, Lake County has seen, I think, a little bit more than other counties, and I think it has to be the proximity to Chicago. Um, the only thing we do see, I think once we were opening up a little bit more than Illinois, we saw more people <laughs> like coming to the beaches, you know, things like that. You, you see a lot more Illinois traffic just coming this way. Because there no, are a few, it does yeah. make you it does make you careful. It does make you consider. Okay, very good. That's good to know. Well, uh, uh, thank you for joining us. So, Duncan, any final? I'm com- sorry for the problems. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We're just glad to have you here, yeah. uh, uh, Duncan. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, just everybody, stay safe. Keep doing what you're doing. Be good to each other, and we will get through this. We'll keep pushing on. Uh, you just heard Duncan Giles, president of NTEU Chapter 49. We've also had Zoe Olge on with us. She is the uh, treasurer for Chapter 49. It is a revenue agent in the northwestern part of the state out of the Maryville Post of Duty. So thanks for listening to our weekly podcast, and the Chapter 49 podcast will return next week. Thanks again. <laughs>